0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team every day. It's game day eve for BYU as they get ready to take on Southern Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What do the Cougars need to do to make sure that they do not have a repeat performance from last week when they squeaked out that fourteen to nothing win over Sam Houston State? We're talking about that and also getting some comments from SUU head coach Delane Fitzgerald. All ahead on a Friday. What's up everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you. Where every day is with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate you guys all of your patronage and obviously checking out the show whether you're watching it on YouTube, listening it to wherever you get your podcast. Cannot thank you guys enough for your support as we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Game Time. Download the Game Time app right now. Create an account and use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Might be a way to get yourself some uh, cheaper tickets to go watch BYU and SUU Southern Utah University tomorrow afternoon at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Cougars are obviously looking to have a better performance, especially offensively, as they welcome SUU to uh, BYU. And the bigger thing, I think, in this game for BYU, just kind of kicking off today's show, is that BYU needs to avoid en- giving Southern Utah any hopes of coming back to win this game. ASU did not do a good job of that. Now, that was a weird game, the season opener for SUU and ASU. It was uh, uh, disrupted by uh, sand, uh, sandstorm, what they call it, boob down there in Arizona rolling in on rain and lightning, uh, delaying the game two hours. Obviously, that is going to obviously affect the game, but the, the simple fact of the matter is ASU squeaked out a 24-21 to victory over SUU in that season opener. BYU needs to avoid giving Southern Utah any hopes of thinking that they can uh, – grind out a win in Provo. They can't let them hang around. The other thing about this is if you want to avoid the boo birds, because we've heard uh, from the players this week, especially Connor Pay, who was on this podcast, they don't necessarily appreciate getting booed by BYU fans. Well, the way to stop BYU fans from booing is to go out and score points in bunches and make sure that this game is a no-doubter. Uh, for BYU. Now, uh, Coach Delane Fitzgerald, the head coach of Southern Utah, he's been buttering up BYU all week long saying, oh, they're better than ASU. If they get together on the same field as ASU, BYU wins that game 28 or 35 to nothing. He's trying to get in BYU's head. I absolutely love what Coach Fitzgerald's trying to do. We'll play some of his comments coming up here in just a minute. But the bigger fact of the matter is BYU's offensive players have been through the ringer this week. Talking with people around the program, Aaron Roderick, and he has made these comments on the record at BYU, their coordinator's corner, on Monday. He also said to the media on Wednesday night, he's not pleased with how BYU performed in that game against Sam Houston offensively. He wants to see them be much better in this game against Southern Utah. If I'm Southern Utah, I'm wary of what BYU's got up their sleeve in a game like this. Are they going to bring everything to bear once again? No, I don't think so. I don't think BYU is going to be open up the playbook wide open really until they take on uh, Arkansas. And even then, they may hold some things in reserve for Big 12 play when they kick it off against Kansas. But the bigger thing is, is the BYU knows that they have to perform better. They cannot give Southern Utah any hopes of thinking, hey, you know what? If we hang in this game for far too long, let me just go back, far too long in that Sam Houston game, it was a 7-0 game. And had Sam Houston's grinded out a touchdown, that's a completely different mindset for BYU in that instance. To their credit, BYU's defense made sure that Sam Houston had no chance. Of getting anywhere near uh, the end zone. When they did, they picked it off. A great play, individual play by Jacob Robinson. Reading that play, awful throw by also same thing by the same uh, measure by Keegan Shoemaker, their quarterback. But you cannot afford to have this be a similar type performance because you will see BYU fans get really restless and you'll hear more boo birds than you heard a week ago if they allow this to go on like they did uh, against uh, Sam Houston. I'm expecting BYU's offense to come out and be much more clinical. I'm expecting the offensive line to have a rebound performance. I'm expecting the wide receiving core to go out and show better. I am hopeful that Keaton Slovis is much more precise with his accuracy. It's one of his calling cards in most people's minds is his accuracy. He's got to show that in this game. I'm expecting BYU, if they have their way with this, they're going to go out, score on the first three or four possessions if at all possible, and just put absolutely no doubt as to who the better program is on the field tomorrow afternoon, as they should. Uh, This is an FCS game. This is a money game. This is why Southern Utah's coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium is to collect a check. That's the thing about this. You're supposed to beat them, but you cannot, and you should not allow them to have any belief early on in this game that they can hang with you. SUU's got some talent also. I will admit this. Justin Miller, the former uh, uh, Summit Academy, Snow College, and now longtime Southern Utah quarterback. He's an all-whack performer from a year ago. Passed for north of 2,800 yards last year, if I recall correctly. Very, very good player. Had a really pedestrian night against ASU. a 7 of 18, excuse me, 8 of 17. I'm a little dyslexic there. 8 of 17 completions-wise, so below 50%. 123 yards and one touchdown. That one touchdown going to Zach Mitchell, freshman wide receiver. Uh, He's actually kind of a guy outside of the trio that SU thought were going to be their top receivers. Their top returning receiver from last year is Isaiah Wooden, had over 800 yards last year. They also have Ethan Bolingbroke, who's a very, very good player in his own right, and Timothy Patrick as well was kind of the trio. But Zach Mitchell, four receptions, 52 yards. All the other wide receivers and guys who caught passes in this game against ASU all only had one reception. So, BYU's got to make sure that this is a passing attack that's not going to be able to, to carve them up. I expect uh, SU to rely on their passing game because their rushing attack against ASU was not very good. They only had thirty; they had 31 carries for just 87 yards. It's an average of 2.8 yards per carry. Not good enough, obviously, and you got to keep it that way for BYU's defense. Braden Whistler, the former Bingham High Star, uh, played at uh, Utah for a time before transferring to Southern Utah. Was their leading rusher a, a week ago. 15 carries for 45 Yards, averaging three yards per carry. Targy Lamson, the former Timpview standout, a formerly of Snow College, was their second leading rusher with seven carries for 23 yards, averaging 3.3 yards per carry. So, not necessarily a big rushing attack that BYU needs to, I guess, be wary of. But you cannot allow it to establish any type of foothold in this game. BYU needs to make this game a laugher. Early uh, and I don't I mean I I mean no disrespect to Southern Utah. I, I mean that sincerely. I mean no dis- disrespect to the Thunderbirds, but BYU cannot afford to have a re- per- repeat performance of what happened at Sam Houston State. Of course, you want to re- per- repeat performance defensively where you shut out the opponent. That'd be great. That back-to-back shutouts. As uh, speaking for BYU, be great to see that. But you cannot afford the offensive ineptitude that BYU had a week ago. That just will not fly. Now uh, SUU does have a trio of linebackers. I would encourage you guys to keep an eye on if you're trying to keep a, a track of guys to watch out for. Uh, headlined by uh, Connor Colomore, uh, former uh, first-team all whack and freshman All-American last year, totaled the team-high 76 tackles in 10 games. Also had 10 tackles for loss, four quarterback hurries, two-and-a-half sacks, really, really talented player. Also, Aubrey Nellums, he is one of their top returning talents in the zone right. He had 52 tackles with 10 tackles for loss and four forced fumbles a year ago. So they got some, a nice pair of runbackers linebackers, not runbackers, linebackers for SUU. Trent Whalen also in that group as well, had 51 tackles a year ago. But then up front, they have a a decent uh, front line, speaking of SUU. A little bit undersized, but still talented players. Robert Horsey. Uh, their lead guy in the middle of that defensive line. But they also have guys like uh, Ryland Suafilo, who is a, a good player in his own right. But BYU, as I said, they cannot afford this defense to put any doubt in their mind because this is just, it feels like BYU needs to go out and lay the hurt on SUU. I'm expecting that as well. I'm not expecting BYU to screw around. Uh, Everything I've heard, like I said, this week, uh, both on the record and just speaking to people around the program off the record, is that this offense, they have been essentially told, this is what you need to do. You guys need to go out there and leave no doubt when it comes to the offensive performance in this game. Now, the defense obviously feeling pretty good about themselves, as they should. They had a great performance against Sam Houston, but this this game really, more than others, relies on the offense. The offense has to go out and shut up some of the, the people who are worried about their chances of scoring points going into Big 12 play, because you got a huge non-conference game. Your final non-conference game at Arkansas a week from tomorrow, and then obviously after that, it's on. You're back in conference play for the first time in 12 years. You're part of a conference, and those teams are going to have you uh, dead to rights in terms of the film you've put on uh, tape for the last three games, and they'll be doing nothing uh, more than looking at everything and trying to scrutinize and trying to figure out uh, weaknesses, finding out how your personnel uh, match up, and they will be trying to, to beat you, and that's the thing about this. It, it's a whole new world for BYU offensively, so this is an important game. I know it's a lesser opponent. It is your less. I'm trying to say the least opponent on your schedule. They are an FCS team. But you need to have a good offensive performance. Now, will you open the playbook wide open? Will Aaron Roderick be throwing caution to the wind and putting everything on tape that he has? No, I don't think so. But he will make sure that this offense knows that they have to go out there. And just, it's the whole, is it Herman Boone uh, from Remember the Titans? Uh, Was it Herman Boone or Remember the, the Coach? He says, leave no doubt. That's what BYU's offense needs to do. They have to leave no doubt and make sure that they stomp on SUU. And it's no disrespect to the Thunderbirds. Just understand that BYU they've got to put on a better performance because they they they've been hearing it all week long about how bad they were at every uh, seemingly every position up and down the roster. And that's that's going to be the big question mark for BYU. Is can they go out and like I said? Leave, no doubt, in the mind of SUU fans as well as BYU fans alike about their chances of putting on an epic, or not epic, but a a good offensive performance. That would be, I think, incumbent on BYU's offense. Now, will they be healthy? We'll talk about the the positions uh, in terms of interest for guys that may be dinged up in this game. We'll get to those as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars in just a moment. Now, a word on our friends over at Nutrafol. We've talked about them in the uh, last little bit, my friends. And if you guys are out there and you're worried about losing your hair like I am, I'm in my mid-30s. At some point, it's probably going to go for me. But if you want to avoid that for as long as possible, you guys need to give our friends at Nutrafol a chance to check it out. They are the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth Visible visible thickness and visible scalp coverage. Their hair growth supplements use physician formulated, natural, science backed ingredients. Their drug free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. The best part about this is you can go to Nutrafol.com/men to take their hair health wellness quiz right now. Identify the causes of your thinning hair, and the Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. They want to make sure that you guys are taken care of head to toe. They support healthy hair growth from within targeting root causes of thinning such as stress hormones environment nutrition lifestyle and metabolism through whole body health so take advantage of it today my friends take the first step to visibility thicker hair and healthier hair more importantly And for a limited time, NutraFold is offering their listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to NutraFold.com slash men and you enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out well, over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend NutraFold for healthier hair. That's NutraFold.com slash men, spelled N U T R A O A F O L dot com slash men, and enter that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for that $10 off and free shipping. That's once again NutraFold slash men, excuse me, NutraFold.com dot com slash men promo code Locked on college. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. You've heard us talk about UCCU a lot in the last little bit, but the most important part is they have a new system called Learn and Earn. The UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become financially literate, and parents don't always know the answers. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that accrue and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many. Many, more. The best part is there's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track progress on leaderboards. Learn and Earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play at any time, anywhere. The more you play, the more you earn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. So check it out, my friends. Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of our friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for making it a part of your routine and being everyday with us here on the podcast. Uh, Coming up tomorrow evening, uh, at some point once I get home from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, my pre- and post-game duties with the KSL Sports Zone, we'll have a a post-cast edition of Locked On Cougars. We do it after every game for BYU during the football season, so if you want to get your comments in shortly after the game, uh, tweet at us, DM us on Twitter, uh, send us a note on Instagram or Facebook, and just let us know what your takeaways from the game are. Good, bad, or different. We'll have any and all feedback, and we'll, of course, be highlighting those on our postcast edition tomorrow evening. All right, moving along here on today's show, uh, let's talk about BYU in terms of their health going into this game. Now, last week, I mentioned that I thought that a guy like Atunai Samahe, who had been dinged up in fall camp, would not be able to go. I was pleasantly surprised to see uh, him out there playing for BYU. The good news is, uh, separate from that is that coming out of the Sam Houston game, no additional injuries that I am aware of uh, have come to the forefront for BYU. There are two most The two most notable ones are at the wide receiver position, those being obviously Keanu Hill as well as Cody Epps. I'm going to put an educated guess that one of the two plays against uh, SUU, I would put bigger money on Keanu Hill playing. I think he's closer to returning from his injury than uh, Cody Epps is, but even then they still could hold both of those players out with the hopes of having them both 100% healthy against Arkansas, but if either one of them, and Aaron Roderick said it himself, they are day-to-day. If either one of them or both of them are cleared by doctors I would throw them out there albeit in a limited fashion I would not be just saying okay you're good to go let's go out there and play 100 snaps or whatever I, that's just not smart bringing guys off of an injury to do that to them but if either one of them are capable of playing I wouldn't be surprised to see either one play but I'm going to put uh, my money on it being Keanu Hill he sounds based on what I'm hearing closer returning from his injury it's been well documented that uh, Cody S dealing with a hamstring injury and hamstrings are notorious and if you have had a hamstring injury know how hard they can be to come back from because they're so simple to re-injure and that's kind of been the big bugaboo for a kid like Cody Epps is it seems like every time he seems to be close to returning, it sounds like he kind of just uh, in a way re-aggravates that injury or just pops back up. So hopefully BYU at some point can get him back to full health but uh, beyond those two should be fairly healthy in terms of the overall health of the team. There might be some dings and dents, obviously those bruises that uh, pop up just from playing the game of football. It's a high impact game in, in many ways. Guys are running running. running into each other the speed of a car crash in terms of that uh, type of contact but it sounds like BYU is relatively healthy going into this game Uh, so that's the positive news now Obviously, SUU is coming to BYU, and they've got a lot of things on their mind. Their head coach, Delane Fitzgerald, as I said, is an absolute wizard with the media. Well, I had a chance to catch up with him down in Dallas back in July. We played some of the comments I had from Justin Miller from the same event at UAC, United Athletic Conference Media Day, down in Dallas in July. We talked uh, with uh, Coach Fitzgerald about uh, the, the opening two games, playing ASU and BYU back-to-back. That's where he starts talking about that back-to-back set. But then we got into more BYU-specific content. Content, what he makes a BYU, their new coaching staff. And just a reminder that this was back in July. So some of it may be just in terms of, hey, he's referring to certain things. Well, BYU's played a game since then. So uh, without further ado, here you go. Delane Fitzgerald speaking with myself at UAC Media Day.
0: We're the only team in the country that goes Pac-12, Big, Big Twelve, back to back, and that's even the FBS teams. Yeah, they don't even go Pac Twelve, Big Twelve, back to back. Going new, new, new administration, mm-hmm. new athletic director, new assistant AD, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, new, new president, yeah. new, new president. My expectation going forward is that we're going to do a schedule that's fair mm-hmm. to the young men in our football program. You, you asked, and then uh, Salt Lake City based, Provo based, yeah. you, you asked about the BYU thing. Yeah. It's exciting to go play the big school, the big mm-hmm. school in your state. Last year we went and played Utah when mm-hmm. they were ranked eighth in the country. Mm-hmm. This year we'll play BYU. They got a good football program. Hey, no matter what happens, we're going to pick up a check for over half a million dollars. <laughs> right. I, I don't know any, 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 way to, any, any way to explain it. Hey, hey, we're going up there for the paycheck. Mm-hmm. The school the, the school signed a contract four or five years ago mm-hmm. to send us up there to collect the check. Okay. Now, in
1: terms of, I remember you on my radio show last year leading up to that Utah game, and you you talked about the fact that you said, I may be the most weird sounding coach in terms of recruiting the state of Utah with my accent, but you you said you had familiar with the entire state because you recruited it. Obviously, you've been in Southern Virginia. Is that an advantage for you, you feel like, as you try and build the core of this program with Utah kids? Is is it an advantage that I'm using the novelty of
0: my voice? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ball, ball hit a hey, middle-aged ball-headed white guy? That's not a novelty in Utah. <laughs> hey, there's a million of us. <laughs> but then I opened my mouth. Um, you, you're right. I was, I was, I was at Southern Virginia for eight years. Mm -hmm. I was a head coach for five years, up and down interstate 15. Mm -hmm. I can take you to, what was there now? 114 teams playing football. I can take you to 104 Mm -hmm. of them with no GPS, no map, no Atlas, no nothing. (laughs) I can take you right to the high school. So that helps. Mm -hmm. That helps. Now, since I've been back the new high schools, the new high schools, it was funny. i say, son, where are you from? And he names the high school that he's from. I was like, where's that? Was it Cedar Valley? Yeah. Cedar, yeah. yeah Cedar I, I'm Valley. from Cedar Valley. I said, where's Cedar Valley? Yeah. You know, out west? Yeah. Out west of what? But um, <laughs> some, some of them I need some help finding. Yeah. Um, on yeah. the novelty of my voice, when I, when I talk, when I talk yeah. in the state of Utah, people stop. Mm-hmm. People stop and they listen. And people hear a southern accent and they think you might know some football. He, hey, they play pretty good football in the southeast. They're like, he may know some. And then they have to listen to me for five or ten minutes, and then they get to decide whether they think I'm stupid or not. Okay, fair
1: enough. <laughs> Can you give me just like a quick scouting report of what you see from BYU? I'm sure you've done some prep work, at least this offseason. I'm looking at them yeah, a got
0: got, got, a, got a question mark at quarterback mm-hmm. and, and how he's going to do. Um, that, that they got question marks as far as depth at wide receiver. Got, got a question mark there, so that's offensively. Um, I think at running back, running back tight end and offensive line, I think they're very good, and I think they'll match up with everybody in the Big 12 and be fine there. Um, the entire defense is a question mark mm-hmm. because you, you fired, Kalani fired the whole staff, mm-hmm. and then you're bringing in a whole new staff. You also brought in a bunch of new players. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I can't sit here and tell you player by player who left, but I know they had – three, four, five players left. One of them's playing corner for us. And we took one of their scholarship corners. Uh, Dean Jones done a nice job, done a nice job for us. And we're excited about him. Um, Here's what I'll tell you about their defense. won't be a question mark because Jay Hill can coach. Okay. The entire defense is a question mark, but they won't because he can coach. Now he doesn't have to do head coaching duties plus defensive coordinator duties. He can just be the D.C. Yeah, I expect him to be very well coached. I expect him to be aggressive. Jay, Jay's going to get, as far as we're concerned, Jay's going to get in our face and play press man, and he's going to bring pressure, and it'll be a long day if we don't protect. We've got to protect the quarterback that day, and the other thing is we've got to win the one-on-one matchups.
1: There you have it. Delane Fitzgerald, head coach at Southern Utah University, and a big thank you to him uh, for taking the time to sit down with me. That's exclusive content uh, literally nobody else would have access to because, like I said, I was the only independent media member to show up to UAC Media Day to, to my knowledge, and I appreciate him uh, sitting down with me and talking a little bit about facing off against BYU and the big matchup, speaking of uh, the SUU Thunderbirds taking on BYU tomorrow afternoon, but let me reiterate: BYU cannot afford to let SUU hang around in this game. I've got a good friend, many of you might know him on Twitter, Brian Brown, Brown Bear SLC on Twitter. He talks about it all the time: do not play with your food. This is one of those games. BYU cannot afford to let SUU think they have any chance in a contest like this. Go out, establish yourself early, and make it very, very clear that it's your game. That it's not SUU's game. Don't give them any hopes. Just, just make it a no doubter from the get-go, and that's what BYU's got to do in this game. You want a score prediction from me? I'm expecting BYU's offense to be far more on point than it was a week ago, but I thought they were going to be on point week one, so I could be dead wrong about this once again, but give me BYU something like 41, SUU 13. I think it should be BYU goes out and handles their business and absolutely lays it on SUU. I know BYU's defense is going to be planning on shutting out a second straight opponent and be phenomenal if they can pull that off, but I do think that SUU has got a better quarterback and Justin Miller at the helm of their offense than Sam Houston did a week ago. I just was not all that impressed by Keegan Shoemaker. So uh, we'll see what, how it shakes out. But we'll talk about some more of my predictions for the week ahead in terms of my uh, score predictions, uh, my picks for the weekend, a six-pack, as I like to call them, of picks in terms of the biggest games from the college football weekend. We'll get to that as well as a look ahead at where other BYU teams are in action this weekend as we get started. to really get into the heart of the fall schedule. We'll school back in a session in Provo. We'll talk about all that as we continue on right here on Locked on Cougars. Now, a quick word on our friends over at Game Time. We talked about them earlier today, but the best part about Game Time, my friends, is they've got the tickets you're looking for. No matter what you're looking to go to, sports, music, comedy, or theater events near you, they've got the tickets for you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and uh, start stressing over getting the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have at that event. As far as they have flash deals and last-minute tickets available to all kinds of events, easy to find and uh, buy the tickets of every kind of event in your area. Area, has images of the views you'll see from the seats you're gonna have. And the best part is they also have their best uh, best price guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110%. Of the difference, They're going to pay you all of it and then some. So get on it today, my friends. Snag the tickets without the stress with our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app now. Create an account and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the co- uh, promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your uh, tickets to the next event you want to go to. Download Game Time today. today excuse me. That's last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. If you have not done so already, I would encourage you guys to check out our new feature on Fridays across the Locked On College channel. It's called Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 11 a.m. Mountain Time. That's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It's available on every uh, Locked On uh, YouTube channel, including this one, Locked On Cougars. I would encourage you guys to check it out. It's a really, really fun feature. It's got uh, hosts from across the network talking about the biggest games ahead of the weekend. Updates on how uh, the top contenders are looking, conference previews. Uh, you got the whole thing. It's two hours worth of college football content. I we'll would encourage you guys to check that out. All right. Final notes before we go on today's show. Uh, in terms of BYU sports this weekend, congratulations on the eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball team. I shortchanged them yesterday; I said they were the ninth-ranked Cougars. They're actually eighth after moving up another spot in the polls this week. Uh, they handled their business in their two matches yesterday against uh, both Towson and UC Irvine, beating uh, the Towson Tigers three matches, uh, three sets to one, and then sweeping UC Irvine three sets to nothing. Uh, the first set against UC Irvine, BYU won at twenty-five to nine. Absolutely incredible stuff. Uh, BYU wrap up play. In uh, that tournament today, they'll play at eight o'clock Mountain Time tonight against number thirteen Washington State. So a top fifteen showdown up on the Palouse for BYU. Looking forward to that one. Also today this morning, if you're watching this early enough, uh, BYU track and track and field cross country has their Autumn Classic taking place. Uh, it's a home meet for BYU men's and women's cross country. Uh, women's race starts at 10 a.m. The men's race starts at 10.30. would encourage you guys to track that, obviously. And then also, BYU men's and women's swimming and diving are having their alumni meet, their annual alumni meet. Uh, that is tomorrow morning at uh, the Richards Building Pools. Uh, if you want to check that out, I uh, would encourage you guys to do so. And then the final note for you guys in terms of BYU uh, in, uh, teams in action this weekend is number one ranked BYU women's soccer. Yes, the top ranked team in the land. They are headed to Ute Field tomorrow night to take on the University of Utah in their annual rivalry game. I'm expecting BYU to handle their business on the road here against the Utes and maintain that number one ranking. It's BYU's lone match of the week, but a huge, huge Opportunity in terms of that matchup against the Utes, obviously some uh, the rivalry stakes in it. But at the same time, when you're the top ranked team in the country, you know everybody is gunning for you out there. So BYU Women's soccer they've got to go and maintain their position in terms of top the rankings and do it with a solid performance on the road tomorrow night. All right, final thing before we go on today's show is my uh, picks for the weekend ahead. Uh, we are two games above 500 right now on the on the season. I had seven games the first week I picked. I went four and three there last week I went four and two. So, uh, let's see, that makes us, uh, Eight and five. I guess we're actually three games over 500 in terms of our picks from a week ago. But I got a few more picks for you guys this weekend. And I'm, no way, this is just me having some fun in terms of games. I'll be keeping an eye on. Obviously, Utah taking on Baylor. It's obviously a rival of BYUs. And Baylor is going to be a conference made of both programs. Speaking of BYU and Utah, BYU got roughed up when they made their first trip to Baylor a week ago. Uh, not two years ago, I should say, not a week ago. Uh, but Utah goes in, goes in as the 12th ranked team in the country. The problem for Baylor is. They got roughed up a week ago. They, uh, losing that Texas State game, I thought had uh, Baylor in a rough way. I don't think Utah's going to be much kinder to them. Keep an eye on this. Utah, the line I am seeing is uh, minus eight from our friends over at FanDuel i just I, I got something thinking that Baylor can keep it tight, but I don't think that they win. So I think Baylor covers, but Utah ultimately wins outright in this game. But I do think it's closer than eight points for whatever reason. I could be up in the night on that because not having the starting quarterback, speaking of Blake Shapin for the Bears, obviously puts them in a world of hurt. But uh, I don't know what's telling me to do that, but I'm taking uh, Baylor to cover. Maybe, uh, but they I don't think they win ultimately. Now the big uh, surprise debut of Week 1 is one of the games I had wrong, uh, is Colorado. Now ranked 22nd in the country. They have their home opener. Big new kickoff for the second straight week is tracking coach Prime. Nebraska and Colorado getting back together at Folsom Field. Colorado is a three-point favorite in this game. I don't see why in the world they're not bigger favorites in this. I think Colorado covers that uh, very easily based on the performance you saw week one. Maybe they come back down to earth, and I'm surprised that Nebraska uh, grinds out something here. But Shador Sanders and company, they looked absolutely lights out week one. I've got no reason to think they can't beat uh, Nebraska by more than three points. Give me the uh, Buffaloes uh plus the points. Uh Ole Miss at Tulane. This is a sneaky good game. Obviously Jackson Jackson Dart, the former Rory Royal and Corner Canyon uh, quarterback. He is quarterbacking Ole Miss who is ranked 20th. They're on in the road at number 24 Tulane, one of the darlings of last season. The Green Wave have been very, very good. Ole Miss is seven and a half point favorites. Give me this, give me this as my upset special of the week. Give me Tulane upsetting Ole Miss at home. I know it's a home dog situation. I think Tulane gets the win and they uh, get they cover obviously. Uh, with that upset of the Ole Miss. What uh, are they? still the Rebels, aren't they? I think they are. But nonetheless, uh, keep an eye on that one. Now, other games I'm tracking, obviously. Texas at Alabama. Huge game. Number 11 ranked Texas, uh, Big 12 pride for one year against their future SEC, uh, I guess conference mate, rival, I don't know what you want to call it, but Alabama ranked number three had a phenomenal debut. Alabama is a seven-point favorite in this game. I think Texas covers this. Uh, I I still feel like Alabama wins it, probably, but I do think Texas is closer than a touchdown in this game, so uh, give me Texas to cover the points there. And then the final, I think, is that four games? Yeah, that's four games. I got two other games for you guys I want to pick, uh, one of them being Oregon at at Texas Tech. Now, Tyler Shuck, uh, speaking of the quarterback for Tech wants some revenge on his former program. Obviously, Bo Nix leading the 13th-ranked Oregon Ducks into that game down at Lubbock, Texas. This is an interesting line. A home dog once again for Texas Tech after the double overtime loss to Wyoming a week ago. That obviously was a gut-punch loss for the Red Raiders. I still think that they keep this one tight. I do think they cover in this game... I Oregon may still win it, but I think, do think Texas Tech is closer than uh, 6.5 points in this one as a home dog, but it should be some fireworks down there in Lubbock. I'm looking forward to this game. And then the final one I'm going to be tracking this weekend is Wisconsin and Washington State. Now, Wisconsin obviously ranked 19th in the country. Uh, Washington State, both of them off to 1-0 and starts. Uh, uh, just crazy, crazy stats for both of these teams. I see Wisconsin as a six-point favorite on the road against Washington State. Give me the Cougars to cover that as well. So I guess I'm going to a bunch of home dogs and upsets, quote-unquote, on their home turf in this, but... I just don't know that I'm necessarily bought in to what Wisconsin's got going for them. I, I, maybe I'm up in the night on Washington State, but it looked very good week one, and we'll see what happens. So those are my picks for the weekend, and we'll have some fun with it, and we'll track uh, how I did next week when we do uh, more picks for week three of the season as BYU heads to Arkansas. So a uh, quick reminder once again that we are going to have a postcast edition of the podcast for you guys after the game tomorrow night. By the way, uh, I've got some submissions in terms of people who want to go to that game against SU. I probably should have mentioned this earlier on in the podcast, but those of you hung around late in the podcast, if you'd like to go to the game, I've got a pair of tickets to give away to BYU and SUU tomorrow afternoon at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. If you'd like to nominate somebody to go to the game or nominate yourself, please email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address, and we'll get you in the hopper uh, to uh, win out those tickets. We gave uh, two pairs away a week ago. We've got the one pair this week, and would love to have you guys uh, have your throw your hat in the ring and get a chance to go watch BYU tomorrow afternoon, and if that's something that sounds like something you'd like to do, please email us once again locked on byu at gmail.com all right that's going to do it for this friday edition of the podcast thank you for bearing with my uh, nasally voice but thanks again for all your support thank you for being every dayers with us here and obviously making locked on cougars your first listen of the day until tomorrow night after whatever happens for byu and suu this has been the locked on cougars podcast see ya the
0: ncaa tournament is almost here